Oh, come on. Somebody give him praise here tonight. Somebody give him praise. Shout with a voice of triumph. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody bless his name tonight. Hallelujah. God, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord here tonight. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. So good to be in the house, Lord, and to feel what we feel in this place. Amen. Thankful for God's presence in this house. Man, thank you for coming on this Wednesday night and uh, being in the presence of the Lord. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 29, beginning in verse number 1. Amen. First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse number 1. When you got it, say amen. Praise God. If not, they'll have it right up here on the screen for you. The Bible says, Furthermore, David the king said unto all the congregation, Solomon my son, whom God alone hath chosen, is yet young and tender, and the work is great. For the palace is not for man, or the temple is not for man, but for the Lord God. Now I have prepared with all my might for the house of my God the gold for the things to be made of gold, and the silver for the things of silver, and the brass for things of brass, the iron for things of iron, the wood for things of wood, onyx stones and stones to be set, glistering stones and of diverse colors, and all manner of precious stones and marble stones in abundance. I want you to notice his preparation, David's preparation for the house of the Lord. Continues on, it says, Moreover, because I have set my affection to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above all that I have prepared for the holy house, even 3,000 talents of gold, of the gold of Ophir, and 7,000 talents of refined silver to overlay the walls of the houses withal, the gold for the things of gold, the silver for the things of silver, and for all manner of work to be made by the hand of the artificers. I want you to notice what he said. He said, I went over and above. Over and above. And he finishes with this. It's really a question. And who, or but who, but who then is willing to consecrate himself or herself for the service this day unto the Lord? Who then is willing to consecrate themselves in service this day to the Lord? And I want to preach to us 
on this subject, consecration, consecration. Would you set down your Bibles and let's pray all across this building. Come on, would you lift up your voice and let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, there's folks right now that are watching online from home. This word's for you today as well. I want you to pray right there in your house. Oh, come on, let's pray all across this building. Hallelujah, hallelujah, who then is willing? Oh, let's pray right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's pray for open hearts today, open minds, hallelujah, and a willingness, hallelujah, to be what God has called us to be. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. Let's clap our hands to the Lord one more time. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You may be seated for a few moments. Consecration. I really feel in my spirit as I was praying at the church today to go in this direction and to talk about this. We see in our text here tonight that David is at the end of his life. He is going through his last few uh, decisions and his last few plans. He's talking about all that he's done has led up to this moment. And he does not want his life's dream and his life's work to go to waste. So he's making sure that it is getting dictated and it's being written down so that what he had planned comes to pass. You see, David, who the Bible says many things of him, one thing it says that I think is important for us to note here tonight is that he was a man after God's own heart. Many have uh, debated that and tried to figure it out, but I think it's as simple as just reading it. He was a man, but what made him different was that he was running after God's heart. I think that can be said for every person in this church. And I do believe that it's the desire of every individual in the house of the Lord to run and to pursue God with everything that is in our heart. Because at the end of the day, I, I, I speak for myself and hopefully for you. It's my heart's desire, amen, to chase after God's heart and to acquire it, amen, to love God with all my heart and with all my soul and with all my mind and with all my strength. Hallelujah. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise here tonight. But I want you to see how, how David's love presented itself. David loved God so much that he wrote songs about God. He wrote poetry about God. David's words reflected he loved God. I think that's important for every one of us here tonight. Our words have got to let everybody know that we are lovers of God. This is why we cannot allow our words to be so filled with malice and so filled with envy and hatred and bitterness. Our communication has got to be filled with love and it's got to be filled, amen, with the good things of God. And we can't allow our communication to misrepresent 
our love for God. I want people to know that in one small conversation, I'm not so much interested in this present world. I'm interested in pleasing Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. David's words reflected his poetry, his songs. But David did not just allow his love for God to be in word, but he let his love for God be in action as well. And the Bible would tell us that David defended the people of God and he defended the name of the Lord against a giant by the name of Goliath. And you watch as David's life progresses. Every time a challenge poses itself to Israel, David lets his actions speak louder than his words. And he doesn't just write about his love for God. He proves it in his daily actions. Amen. He proves it by willing, by being willing to fight and to be willing, if it comes down to it, to die for what he believes. Amen. He was not worried about what the enemy said or what the enemy did to him. David was going to fight for his God. Man, David loved God. We see this, that David, he had, a, he had a greater vision, I think, that we need to take consideration of. David did not go through every battle just to go through every battle. David did not fight just to fight. Amen. I think there's a big difference between people that fight with purpose and people that just fight. Hallelujah. As Paul said, we're not shadow boxers. We don't just beat against the air. Amen. you got to have a target in mind. David had a target in mind. And his, his target in mind was every battle I fight, I'm going to bring back some spoil. I'm gonna. I'm going to. I'm gonna take what the enemy has. Amen. The the gold the enemy has, the silver the enemy has, and all of the good things the enemy has. And I've got one desire, as David would write about in the Psalms. This one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after. And his one desire was that he might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of his life. I want you to understand that desire of David, though. At the time he wrote that, the Lord did not have a house. So David had a revelation. If I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord, I've got to make sure that God has a house. Somebody ought to give him praise here tonight. David loved God and wanted to dwell with God and dwell in God's house. Amen. He, he was so passionate about it that every time he went to battle, he said, I'm going to bring back some spoil. And it's not just going to be for me. It's going to be for the work of the house of the Lord. That one day, God, it's my sole desire to build the kingdom. It's my sole desire to build the house of the Lord. Church, I've come to let us know here today uh, that we, if we, if we love God, uh, it's got to be in us uh, that says, Lord, uh, I've got to make sure uh, that I build the kingdom. Uh, I don't want to tear the kingdom down. Uh, I want to build the kingdom up. Somebody clap your hands. Uh, let's, let's love him all across this building. Come on, let's love God. Let's love God. We're kingdom builders. We're, we're kingdom builders. We're building the church of the living God. We're building people, amen, in the kingdom of God. We're building lives in the kingdom of God. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's love him.
Let me just say this for a moment. Amen. Don't ever get your perception off and don't ever get your eyes off the prize. Paul said we run this race that we may obtain a prize. And he would then say that we are running this race and we are looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. Church, amen. Every fight that we are fighting, every challenge that we are facing, every obstacle that comes our way, either be it as a church, whether it be it as an individual, whether it be as a family, wherever you are in your Christian walk, we cannot lose sight of the prize that what we are doing is not just about earth. It's not just about the temporary. It's not just about the here and now, but we are building a kingdom that is incorruptible. We are building a kingdom that cannot be stolen. We are building a kingdom kingdom that cannot be destroyed. We are building a kingdom that can't be rusted out. We are building a kingdom. Come on, somebody. We are storing up ourselves treasures in heaven. What we're doing on a Wednesday night tonight is we're building a kingdom, amen, that's going to conquer the gates of hell. What we're doing tonight is we're building a church that hell can't stand. What we're doing on a Wednesday night is we are fighting for the church to move forward. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. If you are going through a struggle, don't misinterpret your struggle. In the midst of that struggle, God has got some blessings on the other side for you. Amen. And I want to just mention this. I'm not just talking about monetary or, 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 or temporal blessings. Amen. But when you come out on the other side, you will be more furnished as an individual. That the trying of our faith being much more precious than gold or silver that perishes. Amen. The Bible lets us know that when we go through tribulation, it works patience in us. There's some patience we get through the things we go through. What is that? That's some gold for the house of God. And after we've gone through some things and we get some patience, the Bible says it works experience. Amen. There's some people that God is helping you get some experience. But that experience is not just for you. It's so that when you come to church, you can bring that experience to help furnish the kingdom. Hallelujah. Let's not get so 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 centered on ourselves uh, that we think uh, that what we're going through is 100% about us. Uh, I would I would remind you today that you are you are under attack. Uh, amen because of whose you are, uh, not just who you are. That often uh, the enemy attacks you because the kingdom you and I represent. Uh, amen. But I want you to know as the Philistines went down, uh, devil your kingdom's coming down as well. And when we get through these moments and through these seasons, we're coming out with spoil. We're coming out better than we were before. Oh, somebody ought to clap your hands and give him praise. After the sickness is over, you're going to have some furnishings for the kingdom of God. After the brokenness is done, you're going to have some furnishings for the kingdom of God. After you've been through the trial of your life, you're going to have some furnishings for the kingdom of God. And it's going to build the church and build the kingdom of God in this city. Oh, somebody love him in this house. Come on, let's give him praise. Oh, come on, let's love him in this house. 
Everything's working for the kingdom. Somebody pray. What you're going through right now is working for the kingdom. It's working for the kingdom. Hallelujah. David understood this. The battle was not just a problem. It was an opportunity to bring home something. To bring home the bacon, if you will. Unless you live in California. They're getting rid of that. But praise God. But David, he started accumulating. But it was not just for him. Hallelujah. The things God furnishes you with. The gifts and the callings are not just for you. Hallelujah. They're for the kingdom. And David had a revelation. I've got to store up these treasures, not for myself, but because I, I want to build the kingdom. I want to build the temple. I want to build the palace of the Lord, the house of the Lord. And David said, the work is great. He understood the undertaking that he was going to possess amen, and, and put on his own shoulders was, was not to be some small thing because it was not a temple for man. It was not man's house. It was the Lord's house. It was not his kingdom that he was building. He was building the Lord's kingdom. Kingdom. And he said, I've got, a, I've got a great work. And David said, I can't just prepare a little bit, but I've got to go through every battle. And in fact, David would find himself in situations uh, seemingly on purpose because he, he knew I'm stockpiling for the building of the kingdom. Amen. When's the last time, amen, that you started instead of letting hell come and attack you and attack your family, you started going on the offensive and saying, devil, I need some more furnishings for the kingdom of God, and your kingdom's coming down. Oh, somebody ought to give God praise here tonight. He knew the work was going to be great because it was for God, and nothing that's ever done for God is less than great. And he said this, now for the house of my God, I have prepared with all my might. I want you to get David's heartbeat. David was not lackadaisical about this. He was not uh, just trying to do it a little bit, but he went and he took this task upon his shoulders uh, with all of his might. Uh, amen. And when we consider all that David did to provide security, to provide a location, to provide the land, the money, the materials, uh, the staff, the workers, the plans, uh, even organizing teams and other people like Hiram that weren't even part of the church uh, and part of the kingdom of God to help him uh, build the kingdom. Uh, you can see it in the scriptures uh, that David did it with all of his might. David even wrote it down uh, and let him know, uh, I provided all the gold uh, for the things that are to be made of gold because in the kingdom uh, he didn't get that gold uh, just to have gold in the treasury. Uh, but he said that gold's got to be in the kingdom uh, and the silver for the things of silver and the brass for the things of brass. Uh, and David was intentional about building the kingdom of God. We've got to be intentional about building the kingdom of God. And David said, I did it with all my might. Continued on and said, 
I want you to see my heart as he's writing. Hopefully his son Solomon, who's young at that moment, will eventually read this. And he says, moreover, I have set my affection on the house of my God. Amen. I have given all to the house of my God. I want you to see David's level of consecration and David's level of devotion. He said, I've set my heart. I set my affection. Amen. The one thing I desired of the Lord, I put it in the house of God. I didn't put it in this world. I didn't put it in politics. I didn't put it into earthly pursuits. He said, but I consecrated and I dedicated myself to the work of the house of the Lord. And David used this phrase, the house of my God. David's level of consecration was so strong and his love was so strong, his affection was so strong that he considered, uh, amen, his relationship to God and to God's house as being personal. When building the kingdom, we have got to take it personal. Everybody said amen. If it's somebody else's job, we don't take it personal. If it's somebody else's duty, we don't take it personal. But in consecrating ourselves for the Lord, amen, we've got to be willing to take it and make it personal. And somebody said amen. Over, David continued, over and above all, I have prepared for the house of the Lord. Amen, we've got to have that kind of mindset that says, I don't want to just go and do the bare minimums for the kingdom. I want to go above and beyond. I want to go above and beyond. ARC, we're not a church of bare minimums. We're a church that believes we go above and beyond. If the task is calling for right here, we're going to go above and beyond all that that has been required and all that's, that's been asked of us because I've got a level of love for God that's not looking for just the bare minimums. My God is much more worthy of my very best. My God's worthy of my most excellent offering. My God is worthy of a perfect sacrifice. I want to make sure my heart shows not just in words but in action somebody ought to give him praise when I come to church I'm not going to give God my least I'm going to go above and beyond and give God my best when I worship I'm not going to give God a hallelujah I'm going to give God a hallelujah and make sure it's my best I'm not going to give my best to the job or to the world I'm going to give my best and my all to the king of kings and the lord of lords somebody clap your hands Come on, let's love him in this house. Come on, did anybody come to give God above and beyond? Above and beyond. Did anybody come to give God their best? Above and beyond. Above and beyond. Oh, somebody give him praise here tonight. Oh, come on, let's love him all across this building. Come on, what's your God worthy of? Is your God worthy of the bare minimums? Or is your God worthy of above and beyond? Above all. Above all. I think this is important to talk about because our, our, our actions have got to display that God is worthy of above and beyond. Our lifestyles have got to display 
that God is worthy of above and beyond. Hallelujah. David then asked this question after, after he's, he's there. He's, he's in the final hours of his life. And he tells them what his heartbeat was. And he expresses to them what he did for the house of the Lord. What he did in his consecration for the Lord. And he was doing this not to brag or to boast. David was doing what Paul did when he told the church, I have been beaten multiple times, shipwrecked multiple times, beaten with stripes and whipped on my back multiple times, stoned and left for dead. I spent a day and the night in the deep. And Paul was not doing that to boast or to brag, but what he was doing is he was trying to compel the kingdom forward. He was, he, was, he was doing what he preached. He was practicing what he preached. And he was compelling one another to good works. That if I can do it, you can do it. That if I can give all, you can give all. And David is doing the exact same thing. He's telling the kingdom that's around him, I've given all so that God might have a house. I've done all this so that God might be praised, so that God might be worshipped. And he does all that not to boast or brag, but to ask the question, after all that I have done for the kingdom, I'm laying on my deathbed and I'm having this dictated and written down. I've got a question. After my example, who or who else is willing to consecrate themselves today for the work of the Lord? I've come to ask that question here tonight. Who is willing in this house or in this assembly after all that Jesus has done for us after all that he has done for the kingdom, after all the king has put into the kingdom, he already paid all the golds there, all the silvers there, all the brass and iron is there. Every element that we need to build the house of God, he said, I supplied all your needs according to the riches in Christ Jesus. And after all the king has presented and provided for us, I've got a question, A.R. Who else is willing to consecrate themselves today, tonight, this week unto the service of the Lord? Somebody lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on, let's pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, I didn't come to preach a long time, but I came to touch your heart tonight. I came to pull your heart, amen, and ask the question, who in this house, who in this assembly is also willing to consecrate themselves today to the Lord? Somebody pray in this house. Come on, let's pray in this house. In the name of Jesus, I feel him in this place. Come on, I'm willing to give of myself.
I'm willing to give myself for the kingdom to move forward. I'm willing to lay down what I got to lay down for the kingdom to move forward. I'm willing to go above and beyond for the kingdom to go forward. I'm willing to sacrifice for the kingdom to go forward. I'm willing to give everything I'm all in for the kingdom. you to notice this about David he revealed all he had done to make the temple a reality and all he wanted to know at the end is there anybody else that will consecrate themselves to the Lord the word consecrate as a noun means to make holy or to dedicate to a higher purpose and a higher cause who's willing to see the greater purpose and the greater cause. Amen. I've come to talk not just to this church but to this generation. Uh, who is willing uh, to see a greater purpose uh, than beyond just themselves? Uh, amen. I know, I know we live life and we all put our jeans on. Uh, amen. Or, 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 or our clothes on one piece at a time. Uh, we're all human. Uh, but beyond the day-to-day and the mundane of life, uh, is there anybody that's willing to consecrate themselves uh, and to dedicate themselves uh, to a higher cause and a higher purpose as a verb the word means to give entirely of oneself to a specific person activity or cause there's a there's a prefix in there it's sacred which means which is where we get the word sacred and remember something that is consecrated and dedicated god is thus sacred and he's wanting to know is there anybody that's willing to dedicate themselves to the Lord in this this sacred act of dedicating oneself to the Lord. Amen. I know we go to work. I know we've got bills to pay. Amen. But what we need to ask the question tonight is that at what point are we going to do it as unto the Lord? above and beyond that it's not just about going to work today but I go to work today for the Lord that it's not just about owning a business amen but it's about owning a business and running it for the Lord it's not just about getting an education but it's about getting an education for the Lord it's not about just getting married but it's getting married so you and your spouse can serve the Lord it's not just about raising kids but it's about raising kids for the Lord It's not just about going to church, but it's about going to church for the Lord. It's not just about having a ministry in the church, but it's using that ministry for the Lord. It's not just about having Sunday school, but it's having Sunday school for the Lord. It's not about dancing so we can get our sweat on and get our bounce on, but we do it as unto the Lord because we consecrated ourselves for him. Let's stand across the building and lift up our hands. Somebody pray in this house. Who then? Who else is willing to give themselves completely to the Lord? Who else is willing to dedicate themselves to the higher purpose called the work of God? Who else is willing to dedicate themselves to the higher call and higher purpose? Amen. As living for God with all above and beyond got a generation right now church they're saying that this generation is is a little bit different the new one that's coming up they're a belief driven generation 
They call them the dogmatic generation. I know that previous generations have got away from dogma. But there are young people that joined ISIS. Okay. Hallelujah. Young, young people from America that lived in, 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 in a nice uh, a subdivision with a white picket fence and a dog named Scruffy were signing up to join ISIS. To put a gun in their hand and to go and, 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 and to kill the infidel. We're not talking about somebody else. We're talking about people that at before time had no connection to any other group. But they wanted something to die for. And they happened to find the wrong kind of people. And the wrong group. And the wrong thing to give themselves to. We got young people. We got people in this generation, not just young, it's not just age-based, it's this culture that are giving themselves wholly over to politics. Oh, they're consecrated all right, but they're consecrated to politics. I've seen some people get more excited about Trump than they ever did about Jesus. All right, well, praise God. I have seen and I've had people that are more excited uh, about the Republican or the Democratic Party or whoever is in charge uh, than they ever have about Jesus. I've seen some people get more excited and more consecrated to their Facebook, come on somebody, than they did to Jesus. Than they ever were to the church, than they ever were to God. Uh, why? Uh, because somewhere along the lines they lost the higher purpose. Uh, that it wasn't just about being religious, uh, but it was something to give your life to. Got a generation right now, this entire society, that is that is going about and they have consecrated themselves to this world. There's three areas in which somebody consecrates their life. You consecrate your life in your time. You must give your time to be consecrated. You must give your time to something or somebody or some pursuit that is higher in order to be consecrated. And I got a question. Who's willing to give their time to the Lord? Who's willing to be consecrated to the Lord? Number two, their talents. You can't truly be consecrated if you don't give your talents to that. And I got a question. Who's willing to give their talents to the Lord? willing to consecrate themselves tonight. We got people that have given their talents to their job because the job will pay them money. Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon, the God of money. There are things people are willing to do for their job that they would never do for the Lord. Talents they will give for their job, but they will not give it to the Lord. I'm not speaking without experience. I've been in positions at times where I gave more to my job than I gave to the Lord. But I had to consecrate myself again and say, Lord, these talents belong to you. My boss might get them for a couple hours, but they belong to you. My, my, my work might get it for a little while, but Lord, these talents belong 
to you. There's people that would consecrate themselves to other activities. But I got a question. Would you give your talents to the Lord tonight? The third area in which we consecrate ourselves is our treasure. Jesus said, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Your heart follows treasure, not the other way around. Where you put your treasure, your heart will be there soon. Give me five minutes with somebody's bank account. I will tell you where their heart's headed. Amen. But who will give their treasures to the Lord? There's people right now that would invest to make whatever cause they've got going on in the political world to move forward. They've gone all in with their time, with their talents, and with their treasures. And David is asking the question, but who will consecrate themselves to the Lord? That word consecration is a symbol, it's a technical phrase used to describe the ordination of the priesthood in the Old Testament. It literally reads, to fill one's hands as a symbol of the Old Testament priest that when they came to church, they filled their hands with the work of the Lord. When they came to the kingdom, they filled their hands with a bucket of blood. They filled it with oil. They filled it with a sacrifice. They filled it with an incense. They had their hands full. God is looking in this hour for a church that has their hands full. That has consecrated themselves. See, there's, there's an idea that is floating out there that if I just give God one part of me, that it counts as consecration, but that's not true. I'll just, you know, I'll just, I'll just write a check, and that counts. No, thank God that you're at least trying. God wants all of you. Somebody said amen. There's some that would say, I'll, I'll just fill up my right hand, and I'll give the Lord my talents. That's it. Others would say, well, I'll give the Lord my time. But he can't have my talents or my treasures. But David asked the question, who else is willing to go all in like I have and give everything to consecrate themselves to the Lord? And here's the key, church, and I'm done right here. Consecration is 100% optional. Consecration is is a decision that you make. I know not everybody can do what God has called me to do. I've given my life, my literal life, left everything behind, friends, family, to consecrate myself 100% for the service of the Lord. I know not everybody's called to do that. Not everybody can do that. But I think we can all fill our hands and say, Lord, I've gifted in a certain area, and I've been withholding that from you. 
But tonight, God, I'm going to consecrate myself. God, I've been stingy with some of my time, but I know I can spend some time on my knees. And God, I'm going to give my time. Maybe it's your treasures that God's blessed you with. And God is calling, amen, people of ARC to consecrate themselves. Amen, I know that people have done it, but God is asking the question here tonight, who else is willing to consecrate or to reconsecrate themselves? to the Lord. I want to have my hands full of the work of God. I want to consecrate myself. I want to dedicate myself to the Lord. My time belongs to the Lord. My talents belong to the Lord. My treasures belong to the Lord. It's all for Jesus. I want us to lift up our hands. I'm done preaching here tonight. Come on, would you pray? Come on, would you pray all across the building? Who else? Who else is feeling God been nudging them for a while? Come on, as we've been preaching and teaching over the last few months, uh, there's people that have felt God pulling at them. Uh, but tonight, uh, I want to I want to open up this altar. Uh, amen for those that are saying, God, uh, I want to go a little bit deeper. Uh, God, I, w- I want to go a little, I want to go above and beyond where I've been. Uh, God, I-, I know you're calling me to a deeper level of consecration. Uh, I know you're calling this church to a deeper level of consecration. Uh, and I want to be, I want to have my hands full in the kingdom. I want to have my hands full in the work of God. Come on, that's how the kingdom gets built. By people that got a sword in one hand and they got a hammer in the other. Amen. That's how the kingdom gets built. People that got their hands full of the work of God and they've dedicated themselves. My life for the Lord. For Jesus I live. For Jesus I die. It's all for Jesus. Oh, somebody pray in this house. Right where you are, why don't you call on the name of the Lord? I give myself to you, Lord. I give myself to you, Lord. There's areas in my life maybe I wasn't as willing, but tonight I'm willing, God, to give that part to you. I'm willing to go even even deeper than I've been because I want to build the kingdom. I want the church to grow. I want the kingdom to grow. I want my family to excel. We're consecrating ourselves to you, Jesus. Come on, I believe God's calling people in this moment to go to your job tomorrow and do it for the Lord. With all your might and say, I'm doing this for the Lord. To go to your business and say, I'm doing this for the Lord. And to witness to somebody for the Lord. To teach somebody about Jesus for the Lord. Come on to reallocate your time, your talents, and your treasures for the Lord.
Come on, that's it. Somebody pray. Who else? Who else is willing to consecrate themselves? Who else is willing to reconsecrate themselves? It's not to say you haven't already, but it's to say, I, I, want, I want to go deeper. I want to go higher. I, I, want, I want more that God has for me. I want to go all in. Come on, that's it. Let's pray all across the building. Somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. The question is just who's willing. I can't speak for anybody else, but I can speak for myself. I'm willing, God. I'm willing, God. You might be able to speak for yourself and say, I'm willing, Jesus.
Come on, let that be your prayer tonight. I'm willing, Jesus. I'm willing, Jesus. That's it. Somebody pray. A consecrated church is a church that fills their hands for the Lord. God, I'm bringing it all to your throne. I'm bringing it all to your kingdom. I'm bringing it all for the kingdom to move forward, Jesus. That's it, church. God's calling us to another level. God's calling us to another level. God's calling ARC to another level. And it comes by consecrating ourselves. Two things I want to say. I'm going to let you keep praying if you're praying. Number one, Joshua is standing on the precipice of something great. He's in, he's in the Jordan River. They're getting ready to cross to the other side of the promised land. And God tells him to consecrate today. And tomorrow, if you consecrate today, I will do wonders among you. Before the kingdom ever shows itself in power, the people of the kingdom first have to consecrate themselves. And God is, as I preached on Sunday, He's willing. But it starts with people consecrating themselves today. I can't even begin to imagine what God's going to do in the coming years. I know there's a lot of pessimism out there, but I'm very optimistic, spiritually optimistic about what God's going to do. But it starts with a church today consecrating themselves. God, if, 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 it's, if it's my consecration that is needed to release the power of God, I'm willing to do it. If it's my involvement that's needed to unleash the power of God, I'll do it. If it's my time that's needed, God, if it's my talent that's needed, if it's my treasures that need it, God, I'm all in. The second thing I want to say is in Isaiah. God's looking for somebody to use. And nobody's around. But Isaiah lifts his hand and says, I'm willing, God. I may not have been your first pick, 
may not have been your third pick. But God, here I am, Lord. You can send me. God's looking for willing vessels that will willingly consecrate themselves for the work that he has called them to. And God's going to pour out blessings. And God's going to pour out revival. One more time, would you lift up your hands and let's pray. Come on. ARC, I believe this is a key to the next level. I believe this is a key for revival in our church and in our city. God, I can't speak for everybody else. But today, I am willing. I am willing. Here I am, Lord. You can use me, God. I, I surrender myself to you, God, for your hand, for your purpose, for your plan, God. Whatever you want to do in my life, whatever you want to do through my life, whatever you want to do with my time, whatever you want to do with my talents, whatever you want to do with my treasures, I'm all in to see the kingdom of God move forward. Oh, somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody pray. I'm consecrating myself. I'm consecrating myself for the plan of God. I'm consecrating myself for the kingdom of God. I'm consecrating myself for the house of God.
Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Feel the call of God in this house. I feel consecration in this house. Jesus. Powerful touch of God in this house tonight. I believe the Lord's talking to our entire church. I say yes, Jesus. God, praise God. I believe this concept tonight is from the Holy Ghost. I also believe that it's easily translatable. Because every individual's got time, talents, and treasures. Only you and God know what they are. could be as simple as I'm going to pray an hour a day. Maybe you've not done that up to this point. I'm going to give God my time. Maybe God has gifted you in a certain area and you've used it for your job or for whatever else, your schooling, your hobbies. Pray about a way God can use you in the kingdom. Maybe you're really good at mowing lawns. We don't, have a, we don't have a lawn yet. But maybe somebody in the church that can't mow their lawn does have a lawn. And you say, Lord, I'm going to help that person that maybe doesn't have the ability themselves to do it. I'm going to do this for the Lord. Maybe it's your treasures. God's blessed you. Give back to the Lord, whatever that might be and say, God, this is for you and for your kingdom. Could be a service in the kingdom in the church locally. Man, I could shake people's hands at the door. I got a nice smile. Whatever it might be, whatever God's gifted you with, pray, God, what can I do to go above and beyond?
Let's pray one more time in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you today. I thank you for depositing this word into my spirit, God, right into my heart. Thank you for putting this word into our church, God. We're praying, Lord, that this word would go beyond this service, that it would become part of our culture as a people. I pray, Lord, that we would consecrate ourselves. And as time goes on, we'd consecrate ourselves further and more and deeper and higher and all these things, God. With our time, with our talent, with our treasures that all belong to you, Jesus. Bless us. Bring us back safely to the house of God this Friday night and this Saturday and then this Sunday. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. If you want to keep praying, you're welcome to keep praying. But if you need to go, you are dismissed. Shake hands, be friendly, love one another. God bless you. We'll see you on Friday night or sooner.